I'm going to invite the kids up, and you can bring Zoe as well. Six more weeks of winter, or until Zoe gets here. And I'm going to ask um, Esther if you will come up and pray over the kids. Um, I just, I mean, obviously the, the name that she's called is Esther, but I just remembered this scripture, and I just... Um, just pray this over her, and we just receive her as a fulfillment of this tonight from Esther chapter 8. Then Esther spoke again to the king and fell down at his feet and implored him with tears to counteract the evil that Haman the Agaiite and the scheme which they devised against the Jews. And the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king and said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, then the thing seems right to the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes. Let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, which he wrote to annihilate the Jews who were in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that will come to my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my countrymen? And that tonight I just feel specifically she is a fulfillment of this. She is coming before the king. And just before this, um, the king had already given uh, Esther his signet ring, um, who then she gave to her uncle Mordecai. So, I mean, Esther's in a pretty sweet place right now um, in the story. And the fact that she, the, the king's wife, wearing his signet ring, laid down in front of him to show how intensely she meant what she was going to ask. And, you know, he sends out his golden scepter and is like, I mean, for one thing, like to get up, but like, babe, come on, like, it's me. But that Esther is going to fulfill this cry for her her countrymen, uh, you know, because one isn't a Jew if he's one outwardly, but inwardly, and that we are these Jews inwardly through the circumcision of the heart. So I just believe that um, it's just going to be really special even if we don't have any one of our senses perceive it being special this is just going to be really awesome for Esther to do this and that she is so pure blessed are the pure in heart for they get to see God Um, and that's just Esther's life is getting to see God so we just invite you to come pray over our kids in the ministry thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's, um, I'm just so surprised, but uh, at the same time, I uh, felt that I've been serving the little children now for 20 years, and every day that is what I, I'm doing in, in China, that um, I said no matter what, uh, half an hour every morning I will sing songs together with the children and then uh, tell them Bible stories, and I have seen little kids that had passed through my hands. Most of them have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and in turn, they they go back home and reach out to the parents, uh, even if they come as non-Christian, but, um, you know, through their mouth uh, and through their simple faith, I've seen, like, broken families being uh, reconciled and, uh, you know, blessing, uh, spiritual blessing flow to the families because of the fate of these little children. So today I uh, would like you all to join together to pray for them that the Lord will have his way in their lives. The Bible said teach, uh, teach uh, your child in the way they should go and so that when they are old they will not depart. And it's I felt it's our duty to instill in them and to sow the seed of faith in their lives and when it's time the seed will sprout out and we will see fruits hallelujah 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 so let's pray hallelujah heavenly father lord i give thanks to you for this time lord jesus that you um 
Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, let us get together in this place and build this altar of praise and worship before you, O God. Yes, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, we have spent a time, O God, Lord Jesus, sometimes now, God, Lord Jesus, to just lift up your, your name, O God, to lift up your, uh, Lord Jesus, your name, O God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, and your name is high above all names, is your name that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Lord Jesus, it's a privilege, O God, Lord Jesus, to be able, O God, Lord Jesus, to to serve these little children, oh God, Lord Jesus, that you are brought into our lives, oh God, Lord Jesus, and we know they are precious, oh God, Lord, they are pure, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, and I, I first of all, oh God, Lord Jesus, wanted to pray, oh God, Lord, for the parents and uh, the adults around their lives, oh God, Lord Jesus, that you will help them, oh God, Lord Jesus, to take their role seriously, oh God, Lord Jesus, to be a model, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord Jesus, of oh, who you are, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, oh God, Lord, and to have the desire, God, Lord, that each and every child that passed their way, God, Lord, will love you, God, Lord Jesus, will see you in their lives, God, Lord, in the way they live, in the way they uh, conduct themselves, God, Lord Jesus, in the way they have the desire to love you, God, Lord. I pray for the parents, God, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, Lord Jesus, for all, God, Lord Jesus, God, Lord, who are surrounded, God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, oh God, Lord Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus, in their lives, God, Lord Jesus, that they will, God, Lord Jesus, know, God, Lord Jesus, that if, God, Lord Jesus, they they bless them, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord. And if, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord Jesus, they, oh God, Lord Jesus, they do what your word wanted them to do, oh God, Lord Jesus, to be a role model of faith, oh God, Lord, role model, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, of Christian character, oh God, Lord Jesus, that these little uh, children, oh God, Lord Jesus, will, oh God, Lord, will grow up, oh God, Lord Jesus, to uh, to be the people, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, that you wanted them to be, oh God, Lord Jesus, Lord. Lord, we, Lord Jesus, I just pray for each one, oh God, Lord Jesus. I pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that the seed of faith, oh God, Lord Jesus, will be, oh God, Lord Jesus, sown into the hearts, oh God, Lord Jesus, right from this age, oh God, Lord Jesus. We know that you know them, oh God, Lord Jesus, by their names, oh God, Lord. Hallelujah. I pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that each child, oh God, Lord Jesus, that are in this room, oh God, Lord Jesus, this evening, that they will love you with all of the heart, the soul, and the strength, oh God, Lord. They will love righteousness and hate wickedness. God, Lord. They will grow up in wisdom, in station, in favor with you and all people, oh God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That you, oh God, Lord Jesus, will put a hedge of protection around them, oh God, Lord, against all the evil uh, forces, oh God, Lord, evil people, oh God, Lord, that are not supposed to be in their lives, oh God, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that each child, oh God, Lord, will grow up, oh God, Lord Jesus, in wisdom, in station, in favor with you and all people, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, that your, oh God, Lord Jesus, that they will uh, love you. You, God, Lord Jesus, they will uh, honor you, God, Lord Jesus, with all of their lives, God, Lord Jesus, right from this age, God, Lord, until they grow up, God, Lord Jesus, that you will call them your own, God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that their name, God, Lord Jesus, will be written in the palm of your hand, God, Lord Jesus, that each one will grow up to be a great man and woman of God, oh Lord, hallelujah, Lord, I pray, God, Lord Jesus, God, Lord, that they will have a pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith, God, in you, Lord Jesus, we pray, God, Lord Jesus, that these little children, oh God, Lord, right from this age, oh God, Lord Jesus, they will be, oh God, Lord, people, oh God, Lord Jesus, who love you, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. They will lend to many and borrow from none, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. That they will always, oh God, Lord, have what it takes to give away, oh God, Lord Jesus. That there will never be a time, oh God, Lord, in their lives, oh God, Lord Jesus, where they oh, will lack, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, because, oh God, Lord, you are the source, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, hallelujah, a provision for them, oh God, Lord Jesus. Thank you, O God, Lord Jesus. I pray, O God, Lord Jesus, that you will bless them, O God, Lord, by bringing people, O God, Lord, into their lives that will be a channel of blessing, O God, Lord, hallelujah, who will love them, O God, Lord Jesus, O God, Lord, who will release blessing upon their lives, O God, Lord. We pray for good health, O God, Lord. We pray, O God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord. We pray for wisdom, O God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, in whatever they will be doing and whatever they will be do, uh, learning, O God, Lord Jesus, especially that they will grow up to love your God, Lord Jesus, and seek your kingdom first, O God, hallelujah. Thank you, O God, Lord Jesus, Lord. I pray, O God, Lord Jesus, that they will always 
walk in the path of peace, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, that they will know and learn, oh God, Lord Jesus, from you, oh God, Lord, because you said, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, your children will be taught by the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We believe, oh God, Lord Jesus, that, oh God, Lord Jesus, as parents, oh God, Lord, and as, oh God, Lord Jesus, adults around them, oh God, Lord, we will do, oh God, Lord Jesus, what we can, oh God, Lord, but, oh God, Lord Jesus, you, oh God, Lord Jesus, are, oh God, Lord, the best teacher, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, you will teach them, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord Jesus, in the way that they will be able to comprehend and will be able to understand, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, oh Lord Jesus, and I, I just pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that miracles will happen, oh God, Lord Jesus, in their lives, oh God, Lord, physically, mentally, oh God, Lord Jesus, spiritually, oh God, Lord, we will see, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, that these little children, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, are different, oh God, Lord Jesus, from the rest, oh God, Lord, because, oh God, Lord, of you and our lives, oh God, Lord, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, that they will take their faith seriously as they grow up, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, oh God, Lord Jesus, for everything that you, oh God, Lord Jesus, are doing, oh God, Lord, for them, oh God, Lord Jesus, that, uh, Lord, I pray, oh God, Lord Jesus, that these children, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, will grow, oh God, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, to be people, oh God, Lord, who knows how to seek your face first, oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, Lord, because you said in your word, oh God, Lord, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all the other things will be added into their lives. Thank you, oh God, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, oh God, Lord, for this, uh, for this time, oh God, Lord Jesus, that we can lift them up together. We can lift them up together before your throne, O oh God, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, Lord, that you will release your blessing, O oh God, Lord, upon each one of them, O oh God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I just pray, God, Lord Jesus, that your love, O oh God, Lord, will continue to flow, O oh God, Lord Jesus, in his heart, O oh God, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord Jesus, we just dedicate this time into your loving hands, O oh God, Lord Jesus, and we we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Esther. So good. Sweet. Dad's the best multitaskers out there. I was about to say, maybe it's just a different multitasking, a skill in a different form of multitasking. I mean, Trenton, Trenton was up here with like five arms doing stuff. I mean, he's just exceptional. And we love the pinners so much. It's always such a joy to be with the five of you, always. Um... I wanted to say before I forget um, that Connor and Megan, two weeks from now-ish, will be married. And that is so incredible. Um, so please pray for them. Um, I mean, obviously wedding stuff and uh, just life stuff. But I feel like there's such a um, deliverance that Jesus is highlighting in this era into things that we've passed through the, the generations. Um, and, you know, the, the Word talks about that concept repetitively, but I just think he's highlighting that fact of uh, just the generational nature of sin and curse and iniquity. And I feel like, especially in these next two weeks, that the Lord, he, he, I even believe us in here, he's raising us up to pray about that specifically for you guys. And I saw that being around it like you guys, but I saw it like, I mean, it, like it was just about to fall off. I, I mean, like that you were loosed of it, but it was like, just imagine like if you had a rubber band around your wrist and someone cut the rubber band off, but it was just like still like just through gravity and position still like on your wrist, you know? And I just think that these next two weeks that the Lord is going to really, you know, highlight that. And even for us that, I just think this is revelation for us to pray for them specifically um, in these next two weeks. Um, so we just love you guys, and it's so isn't marriage the for you married guys and girls out there? Isn't it the best? It's literally the best thing that's ever happened. Um, sweet. Um, so I'm going to share um, about Travis and I 
going on this ministry trip to Ohio last weekend, and it was interesting. But before that, um, I just want to see if there's a couple of people that want to share something just really quick, um, like, you know, a scripture that, that you just really feel right now, a dream, just an impression from him. If you just feel really strongly to pray about a topic, just if there's just, you know, no more than three or four people <clears throat> that come up here. And if nobody does, that's cool. But I just wanted to make space for that, that if anyone is just like feeling that pressing in their heart, I mean, obviously not just like, hey, the price of eggs went down, but like something like, you know, edifying for the community. Um, so, yeah, if there's anyone, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I, I guess they didn't. Um, we're, uh, this doesn't sound kind of crazy, but <clears throat> I'm really hopeful that Samuel has autoimmune encephalitis. And you can Google it and then get scared. But I'm hopeful because there's actual treatment for that. And, uh, and, and you know, in like less than 10% of cases, it's fatal. And um, sometimes it's like wheelchair bound, depending on the type. So autoimmune means that your body is attacking itself. Your immune system is targeting your own body tissue. That's what the autoimmune means. Encephalitis means brain inflammation, basically. Um, oh, and uh, but but there but there's so he's getting tested. He's he has had uh, um, tissue removed, and they're testing it, and it's at the lab, it's, and they're testing like I don't know, like dozens and dozens of different things. And it could it could all come back negative as if there's nothing wrong with him. That it's all just perfect. He's a perfectly that scientifically, as far as we can medically figure out, that he's a perfectly normal child. Um, but uh, one of the things that's kind of hope interesting is that with with autoimmune encephalitis, a lot of the symptoms significant can significantly overlap with autism, to the point that possibly a lot of kids are diagnosed with autism incorrectly um, that actually they have autoimmune encephalitis um, uh, so that's where we're at we're just asking for that you pray with us and we're just waiting on results coming back um, over the next couple weeks hopefully like it'd be awesome if we got a phone call and they said come into the hospital where you need to start treatment and and then I'll be living with Sam in the hospital for a week or two or months. We don't know. It could be. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. But I'm just going to pray. God, heal my son in Jesus' name. Awesome. Anybody else? Have to wear the Brave shirt today because... Glory and I will finally be able to watch them on the TV tonight. They play on national TV, so had to rep the home team. Well, okay. That's enough time. Um, so Travis and I this past weekend um, went to a small town in Ohio. Um, and so this, the backstory of how we even got connected to all of this is, so last summer, Travis and I helped um, lead a youth camp. And this one boy went who his whole life has just been like, there's no way God's real. Like, you know, just miss me with all that. Who cares? And then like the second night of the trip in Gatlinburg, he just broke and received Jesus and was baptized in the Holy Spirit 
like three minutes after praying to receive Christ, wouldn't that have been amazing if that was a lot of our stories? Um, anyways, so lo and behold, his dad is a vocational youth pastor who like his dad has been, you know, pleading with him his whole life. Like, please, like just step out and ask Jesus to reveal himself to you, you know? And, you know, he's like, man, dad, you quit talking to me about all that. I don't want all that. And then so his son comes home on fire and is like, what the heck? So then he was like, whoever ministered this to you, I got to get connected to them. And it was, you know, Travis and I. So somewhere between eight to ten different churches in the denomination coming together for their youth camp, their annual summer youth camp. And um, so it was going to be six sessions beginning Thursday night through Sunday morning. Um, and so Travis and I get there. And so this guy who's been our point of contact, um, whatever, this guy. And um, so he's like, guys, this is not a charismatic denomination. And these men in the leadership here are not about it. However, I want you to go all the way, all that you feel, do it, and I'll clean up the mess at the end. I got it. And so we're like, sweet, here we go. <laughs> Travis, you're up first. <laughs> um, the big bopper first, huh? So Thursday night, Travis went up there, and I know Travis really well, and I have heard him speak a bunch. And that Thursday night, was the most anointed and the most passionate I have ever heard Travis preach, ever. And, and again, that's saying something. We know, like, I mean, that's saying something. But in my perception, I mean, like, it, it was like, it, it was indescribable, really. And so he, he really only preached one verse, and it was from Isaiah, like, the Lord's going to come out and triumph over the enemies of Israel. And then he just like blended that together with his testimony. And it was just outstanding, guys. I mean, just an explosion. And I'm literally just laying in the pew, just like, just gone, like a sponge. Um, so actually, it was super not received by hardly anyone. And a handful of kids even called their parents and went home that night because they were so scared. They, they've never seen anyone raise their voice when they preach before. And Travis was loud. Uh, and you know, I mean, we know, like not like diminutive and like, you know, you're going to hell and all that stuff, but like, but with extreme authority and passion. And so a few kids went home and we were like, dang. And like, you know, we were like so juiced to pray over people. And one person came up for prayer. Um, and, and, and it was awesome. And we were so happy. But we were like, oh boy. Like, didn't expect that. So he goes again Friday morning in the next verse. So he, the Thursday night was Isaiah 42, 13. Friday morning was Isaiah 42, 14. And it was basically like the Lord is going to cry out like a, a man of war, like a woman in labor. Um, so really just heavily piggybacking on the previous night's message. And it was great. Um, I, I mean, Thursday night was in its whole other world of anything I've been a part of in my life, actually. But, you know, Friday morning, it was just awesome. Just keeping in step. Those that are in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. And he was just keeping in step with the Spirit. And so we eat lunch Friday. And then so this guy who's like, you've got the green light, do whatever you want, let's roll. After lunch comes and pulls Travis to the side and is like, hey, we're going we're gonna to need you to dial it back. And, um, you know, just the rabbit trails are too much. The demonstrative communication is too much. We just need you to dial it back and like give us like some... Give us like some tools we can take home with us. Like, give us like some points. And it just all shows they really didn't know Travis. Because he's not like three points to go home with kind of guy. He's like, 
six wings and eyes all over. Like, not too much to take home from that, other than just, uh, you know. So Travis is like, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And, and, I mean, I with in my imitation, some of it's just my personality and some of it trying to be funny to lighten how intense things got by the end of the weekend. Um, but anyways, so, and you, Travis was so merciful. I, I wasn't there, but, you know, that he is telling me the, the story and, and he's just like, listen, the last thing we need is another four-point checklist of what to do this year to stay, quote-unquote, on fire after youth camp, as if that's fire. Um, so I'm just not going to do that. And I just, I'm going to ask Jesus what to do next and he'll tell me and then I'll do it. And so the guy's like, okay. (laughs) And like walks away so awkwardly. So then I spoke on Friday night and, um, I mostly came out of Matthew 23 about, um, that was Jesus's explosion on the Pharisees. You know, whitewashed tombs, camel in your throat, um, all the goodies, huh? Um, points to take home. And um, I mean, I'm up there, guys, and when I really feel the, the Holy Spirit, I feel like raindrops on my face. And, uh, and I have that sensation you know, most every day of my life, but especially when I'm in groups and every time I've ever been to dwelling. I mean, the whole, you know, the, the hour we prayed and the hour of music, I'm, I'm literally just like under the waterfall. Um, but but with the few times I felt it go into my shoulders and down my arms, that's only been a few times ever. And so I was up there speaking. This was all spontaneous. I was just going to share my testimony Friday night because I've just got a testimony that can probably connect with a lot of teenagers just with what happened in my experience in that era. And so I get up there and I'm just pacing, waiting on the Lord. And just his, he's like, nope, Matthew 23. And um, so I started off, you know, I was like, one, two, three. I'm going to read from John 1 and then we're going to read Matthew 23. And in John 1, you know, that's when Jesus, or when John saying about Jesus, that he came to his own people and his own people would not receive him. The number one people that's ever rejected Yahweh has been the people of Yahweh. Historically, and it's really not close. The people that have rejected him the hardest. Anyways, so that was what I started with and then did the Pharisee thing. And so I'm reading Matthew 23 and I feel the raindrops all down my arms, all in my hands and fingers. I mean, and I've certainly never had that while I've been preaching before. Never, nothing close to that. And guys, I was like, I literally screamed. Um, and I've just never had the, the unction like that ever in my life, not even in prayer, ever. Um, and I mean, even to the point that, that I was like, and you in the back, I know that you are straining the gnat out of my message and you're gagging on the camel of your unbelief. And, and I'm sitting there like beside myself in the, in the middle of speaking. Like I'm still just hammering it. And like I'm like also in a thought bubble out here like, what am I doing? Like, what? Not only is this so not what I expected, but like I don't want to put out a smoldering flame. You know, I don't want to crush a bruised reed. Like, you know, but, but Jesus is like, you don't think I love the temple and the people in there? And I went in there and flipped the tables right in their face. I shooed the animals away. Their livelihood. I shooed them away. And they have to start from scratch. They ain't got no more animals to sell in the temple. And I, I'd rather them start over and hear what I have to say than them stay the same. And so I'm just up there in the, the most authority that I have ever communicated with in front of other people. And I've gotten after it before, especially after the, the second shower experience where you know Jesus just said, I love you to me for two hours and I can never look back. Anyway, so at the end I was like, anyone, and I, I couldn't believe this. This was all spontaneous, all unplanned, that I was like, if anyone here would like to repent of the spirit of the Pharisees, I just invite you to come up to the front. And I normally don't do altar calls because I don't want to like, 
I don't know, I just don't want to like make some experience. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, well, well, he, he told me to go to the altar and, and then this spiritual thing happened. Then it's like, let's just let it flow. Like, you know, and anyways, but I was like, there's, there is a clear confrontation of the way and nobody in human history, maybe, has gone after Yahweh harder than the Pharisees, guys. Like, they get a bad rap, but they wanted Yahweh. They were about it, you know? I mean, fasting two days a week. Imagine from being 12 years old until you die, fasting two days a week, every week, always, and memorizing the Torah and everything. And sure, they did a lot of it for the, you know, the impure motive and, you know, that Jesus clearly confronts all throughout the Gospels. But anyways, like, they wanted it. So, Wrapping it up. I was like, guys, if you want to repent of this spirit and, and be delivered of its effect in your walk with God, I just invite you to come up to the front. And so I, I'm walking off stage, like not really waiting to see what's going to happen. Just, you know, I'm just going to go pace around and do my thing and wait and see what happens. And so this mom is running her girl up to me and is just like, ah, ah. and her, her daughter's like manifesting. Um, and so, Travis and I just quickly prayed over her. It was it was so easy. And that was what I said. Like she was like, ah, what do I do? And I was like, ma'am, this is actually gonna be really easy. Watch. And and she was within two minutes totally set free. It was just easy. And and that was just the Holy Spirit speaking out of my mouth. Hey, hey, don't worry about it, it's just gonna be easy. Um and then so we're over here like just like this, like in that corner over there with my back turned to the, the stage in the front. And so I turn around and every single person in the audience was at the altar. Adult chaperones, college age cabin leaders. In fact, the only people, the only people in the whole building that did not come forward were, were the, the church leaders sitting in the back, the 10 of them. They were the only people other than Travis and I in the whole building that did not go to the altar to pray. And so Travis and I were like, I think we should split up. And um, so we prayed over people for about three and a half hours Friday night. And then, um, and it was just unbelievable. Just sim simply unbelievable. Then Saturday morning comes around and I speak out of Isaiah 62. Uh, You'll no longer be called forsaken and desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah, for my delight is in you. And you will be called Beulah, for I will be married to you. And just, you know, talked about just being married to Jesus. I mean, that's a very New Testament idea. I know it sounds romantic and mystical, but that is an extremely common theme in the Bible. So why not talk about it? And so we did, and it was good, just a solid morning. We go to lunch Saturday, and a girl manifests in the cafeteria. And so Travis and I, and, you know, go back, take her outside. And that took about an hour um, but she, um, I don't even remember her name now, but she was really, really transformed and set free. So then Travis is going to go back for Saturday night and, you know, we're, we're, you know, comparing notes and getting ready for, um, Saturday night. And he was like, John Edward, I think it's on like if, and, and we know, we know, like, He's not being carnal or trying to stick it to the man or anything like that in his heart at all. But it's like, it's time, you know? Like, yeah. So he gets up there and preaches on coming out of Christianity, which we know completely. He doesn't mean the, the simple belief system of the Bible. Like, that's not what it, he he's using Christianity as the term for like just systematic floating through Bible looking stuff is what he's implying. And he communicated that so completely. And you know, on, on Saturday night, he didn't really have the blam like he had on Thursday. I mean, it wasn't like that. I mean, it, it was like just a calm communication really. And, um, and he was like, guys, we're approaching the day that he's going to turn his back on Christianity at large. And he's just going to appear to the people that are really his people. Um, 
Which, I mean, even, you know, I kind of think about the letter to the Ephesians in Revelation chapter 2. That he's like, you know, if you don't repent and come back to your first love, I'm going to take your lampstand. Like, um, and and he didn't quote that, but after the fact, after some that I'll unpack in a second, I was like, dang, I mean, that's kind of in the Bible. But, so Travis is like, for anyone who would like to come forward and uh, repent of just, you know, systematically flowing with God or just come forward to, you know, for some more prayer ministry. Let's, we're down. Let's do it. Wham! Everybody comes again. Everyone in the whole building, the whole crowd, all of the leaders. There's so many parents, even like the cooks, like that stay like at the camp all summer. Like even the cooks are like, dang, what's going on in here? Like, um, I mean, so it's crazy. And so Travis and I are like, I think we should split up again. Because um, we love to pray over people like, you know, double teaming them. But it's like when there's 130 campers and 40 adult chaperones, we probably just need to split it up. Um, so then Travis gets done. And then the guy from the very beginning who was like, let her rip. I'll handle the mess at the end. That guy gets up there right after Travis's altar call and was like, hey, bro, like, we love you to Travis. Like, we love you, man. You're like, we're so thankful that you've been here and you've given us your heart. But just tonight was just really not good. And, and I mean, and everybody, it, they've just flooded the front. Everyone is up there just like, ah! and this one youth pastor, I'm in the middle of praying over this youth pastor, and he gets totally baptized in the spirit, falls on his face, speaking in tongues in the middle of this guy, you know, doing the deal. And just, just, I mean, just like this, like pointing at Travis and just like, hey man, just tonight wasn't that good, man. And, you know, and is trying to like, you can see clearly he's trying to play both sides and, you know, scratch everybody's back a little bit. And I get, I want to give him so much grace because he's in such a tough spot. Um, anyways, more to say on that when I conclude. Um, I'm in the middle of praying for this girl. This girl just got, just Jesus just fell over her. And I'm, she's, I'm in the middle of praying over her. And she's like, John Edward, there's electricity. Ah, electricity. And like shoving me her hands as if I can see the electricity feeling in her hands. And I was like, that's good. Let's keep praying. And then I put my hand on her again. She, ah, like she's being tased. And she's like, ah, my feet. Ah, it's in my feet. And I'm just like, cool. Um, and so Saturday night was just incredible in praying with people. So Travis comes in and is like, John Edward, we got to go. They kicked us out. Let's roll. And I was like, well, I'm not leaving until I finish praying over everybody that came forward. Like, you know, we can, we can do whatever. We'll leave when that's over, but I'm not leaving until we pray for everybody. And then we did, and then we left. Um, and so anyways, uh, I was in my, I'm just giving more of the story and then I'm going to unpack some meaning and parables. So we, we know we leave. It was an incredible time of praying with people for like three hours again. And so, I mean, we're in the hotel room packing up and I was just like, so, so sad about their rejection. And, and it wasn't, this wasn't even the rejection of like the gifts of the Holy Spirit or anything. That's to be expected in a lot of places. It, it wasn't even about that. It was just like this, this just like no to the confrontation of like us floating through our system or floating through our denomination and like tradition. Um, And even you can just see it so clearly on some of these people's faces, some of these white haired old men faces that, that that they like, you can see the hunger in their eyes. You can see that, that they feel the genuineness in this and that they, it's just like what Jesus said. Yeah, or it says in John, at least, so I guess Jesus being the Word says too, that, that they, they inwardly believed the men, but they wouldn't outwardly profess Him because they were afraid of being thrown out of the synagogue. Or in another place, it says that they loved the praises of men more than the praises of God. And then in another place, they would rather hold the tradition of men rather than obey the commandment of God. 
And I was just so sad about their rejection and sad about how likely it is that they're just going to roast me and Travis and, you know, convince them to not believe anything that we said or these dramatic personal experiences that dozens of them, multiple dozens upon dozens of them just were electrified. And, um, and so I'm like in the room packing my stuff and I'm like crying and I forgot my wallet and it was so awkward. So I had to like, when we got home, I called the guy and was like, Hey dude, I left my wallet. Can you mail it to me? Um, it was so awkward. Anyways, but he, he sent it. All of that to say, let me see what time it is. I think I can do it in nine minutes. Um, I mean, I, I have hardly been a part of anything where Jesus just, hey, everybody, just did that for days in a row, like that Thursday afternoon through Saturday night. I mean, I, I just, I'm shocked. I, I really couldn't even believe it. Um, and just, you know, still feel like days after, like I'm so happy about the people being ministered to and just their personal experience, whatever, but still feeling like sad in my heart about the rejection and not, not even sad about like personally being rejected. I really don't feel that way. I just genuinely, I, I don't have that feeling. I'm just like, don't let them lead the sheep astray, Father. Um, and so Thursday morning, Gloria's got a baby. It was, it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, she had an appointment on Thursday morning. And... Um, so then I'm just doing my thing in the house, just waiting on the Lord. And, um, and he just reminds me of this in Matthew 5. It's funny, there's been a couple of instances tonight that the Beatitudes have come up um, without even me really puzzle-piecing this. And he just speaks this into my heart and reminds me of this. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. That in Greek means run, spin, and scream for joy. For great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so the Lord reminds me of this. And he's like, John of I'm inviting you to repent of being sad about this weekend. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the, the sorrow I feel like it, it's not like I'm sitting here like afraid I messed up or like this feeling this rejection from people. I just don't feel that way, Lord. I literally just feel sad for the kids being led astray. And he was like, no, I'm inviting you to repent because you haven't been happy enough to have suffered for me. And what a different God this is. Asking me, inviting me to repent because I wasn't joyful enough. I mean, that's just very different than I thought this went at first. And he's like, you haven't been joyful enough to have been rejected, to have carried the weight of the message that you and Travis brought and for it to be rejected right in the pattern of Jesus, right in the pattern of your master. And this is the language in this isn't like the suggestion or like description, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. It's the, the voice of like a commandment, like in the same way there's the commandment like do not lust. This is the commandment, rejoice and be exceedingly glad when you get rejected for the, the sake of his name. Like that's a different way of looking at joy. Especially exceeding joy and gladness, spinning around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and so he, he was like, you need to repent of, of not being that joyful because you have had your mind on this kingdom instead of mine. And so anyways, I want to tie this back into the peacemaker thing. And we had maybe, how long ago do you think it was? Maybe two or three months ago in here that the Lord just really spoke to us. Whoever was here in that prayer meeting, the difference in the peacekeeper and the peacemaker, that a, a peacekeeper is like trying to box it all in, you know? 
oh, oh, we got it a little tranquil in here. Let's try to hem it in a little bit and, and keep the formula, whatever we do to keep the peace around here, this is what we'll do. And that is not what Jesus says that this is. He says it's the peacemakers, the people who walk into places where there is not fear and worse, people who go to places that have a fake form of peace. This illusion that's either all about tranquility. And that, dude, some of that is just like stinking nirvana. That's just like plain Buddhism, like the absence of thought and feeling. I mean, th that needs to be repented of, man. And there is the tranquility and the, uh, like, like Paul said, if, if I'm beside myself, it's for Christ. But, but come on, man. Like, anyways, and then the fake peace, the people that just say the word peace over and over again. Jeremiah had a strong word to say to people that just say peace, 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 peace all the time. That, anyways, and Ecclesiastes says that sure, there's a time for that, but there's a time not for that. So, this, this message and this ministry of the peacemakers, and that is what we are, that is so much what dwelling has functioned as is coming into a place that it doesn't have peace, but we're in, in quiet. You guys, I'm sure at least have heard Travis or someone talk about Charlie Walker before, just, just amazing guy. And he, um, he sometimes calls Wilmore. He's like, it reminds me just of Mayberry. And so, and it's like, dang, Charlie, you kind of right. And that's actually the case about a lot of things. Dang, Charlie, you kind of right. Um, like, no, nah, there ain't no way. And then a year later, oh, he was right again. Anyways, anyways, so in this little Mayberry Methodist USA illusion of peace that the Lord has raised up the sons of God who make peace. James goes on to say um, that righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so there's this making of peace and not like the creation of peace, but it's the enforcement of peace. It's the invitation of peace and the elimination of every fake form that tries to say it's peace that comes through the sons of God. And we all know the scripture in Romans 8 that it says that the entire creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And yes, there's... There's parts therein with the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and just a lot of things that God is going to enable us to do relationally and in permeating every area of culture that I think is legit, at least for a bit that that'll be the case, I think. But, but that He's like, guys, the whole world isn't waiting on the next intercessory movement all of the creation isn't waiting for the renewal of the prophetic. And they're definitely not waiting for another Bible study. All of the creation is waiting for the revelation of what it's like for humans to live like God's kids. And that this is one of the only times, if not the only time, that Jesus uses the term sons of God. And it's talking about peacemakers. And so, with all of that, the people that they love their tradition of peace, that they love their illusion of peace, and Jesus even said this, this is what the condemnation is, is that light came into the world and people loved their darkness rather than the light. If people are going to love their illusion of peace and they won't come into the light of the real Jesus stepping in and making peace in their lives, in their families, in their churches, you know, then, then he, he's the one that pronounces the condemnation on them. But for us, that as we receive this ministry of peacemaking, not through achievement, through simply being the sons of God. This is what is it? That's who the sons of God are, those that make peace everywhere. And that he strategically, the very next thing after he talked about the peacemakers, was he talked about the nature of persecution. And, and I personally believe there's expressing or unveiling right now a, a new line of distinction. And I don't mean between charismatics and traditionalists. And, you know, the, that is minimal to the point of that it's coming a distinction plainly 
of those that love Jesus and those that do the religion. And, um, and it's going to be extremely important for us to live in unity and fellowship with other believers. And, um, and even Jesus said, if they're not against you, they're for you. Like, you know, they may not get down the way you get down, but if they're not against you, they're for you. They're on your team. And that even Paul writes in Ephesians, the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to bring about the fullness of the unity of the faith. That's the point of, of all of this. The restoration of the offices and the gifts is to eventually bring into the church complete unity that we will all be one with Jesus and we will all be one with each other and that everything will be completely God because everything about this and Him has become one, gelled together, perfect unity, singleness. And this, as this line becomes more and more clear, I want to just say in whatever way to say it, whether it's a warning or encouragement or whatever, that I, I believe in the U.S. we're really about to, to see some persecution. Um, and, and I love thinking about the, the hopeful day and, and the light breaking forth and you know the Daniel 2 rock that crushes the statue and that that rock covers the whole world. I love that. And somehow it's all blended in together. And I don't know the distinctions or the words for it, but there's also a huge falling away, a massive wave of deception, and people that just frankly, they love themselves, or they love money, or they love tradition and praises of men more than they want Jesus Christ. And because of that, they will extremely malign us and reject us. I mean, if you look at Jesus, there was, that I remember, there wasn't a Gentile that said one bad thing about Jesus. I can't think of one. It was Jewish temple leadership that dogged him out. And so let's get ready. And like, I just think about what Jesus said. In Luke 21, therefore go ahead and settle it in your heart. Don't worry about what you'll answer them when the time comes. The Holy Spirit will give you the answer the very hour you need it. But you go ahead and settle in your heart weeks before, months before. I mean, it's coming. But, but when your heart is steadfast in me, and even just, what, what, what was the dream that I had where, um, was it two nights ago? The movie. I, okay, so two nights ago, long dream. Um, Glory and I are in this doctor's appointment, and the doctor's like, I'm going to prescribe this medicine for you. The name of the pill is abiding. Um, and that was like our prescription was abiding. Um, and then so I'm riding around my hometown, and we go into this house, and this woman is repenting of greed and stealing to Charlie, who I mentioned earlier, and she's just sobbing, and she's like, I just can't stop. I can't stop. And she's turning in all the stuff she's stolen and the love of money. And, um, and then we turn on this movie. And this movie is the Messiah against the Greek. And the Greek, who was Lucifer, he was the devil in the movie, um, he never wore any clothes. He was just super like sensual all the time and um, just like ruthless in battle and all that. But then the Messiah... His army wasn't that big, but whenever he went to the battle, they never, ever, ever, ever lost or had a casualty. And so the scene in the movie where we, we just p picked up in the middle of the movie, um, and the, the, he never, in the whole movie, he never spoke. He just sat there, and he was so completely still, and he was so intense. He never spoke. And so the scene that it picked up in the movie was the army just went out to fight, but the Messiah didn't go with them. And so they got their butts kicked. And so they came back, and all these people are dogging the Messiah out. And they're like, my son died because you didn't go out and fight for us. You know, my house got burned down, and it's your fault that you didn't go defend us. And he sat there 
completely still, completely silent, did not answer them one word. Doesn't that sound like him in the temple when, when they took him in there in the middle of the night and just cooked his face and gave all these accusations against him and he didn't say one thing. And um, anyways, there's just a lot that could be wrapped up in that dream. Just, you know, the, the prescription named abiding and this woman repenting and she, until she repented of the love of money, she couldn't come into the house and watch the movie. And there's a lot to be said there. But then in the movie, just Jesus' demeanor, just so still and intense, and the one. I mean, like when he, when it would pan to him in the movie, everybody would be like, and like it would just take your breath away whenever he came on the screen. Um, and he was always wearing a helmet. I just remember that he was always wearing a helmet. Um, so anyways, let's just decide in our hearts. This is super legit. And we most likely in the United States are going to be very, at the minimum, we will be very misunderstood for this. At the minimum, we'll be misunderstood. And to say it the most intensely, we will be very openly persecuted for this. And probably no people group will harm us more than fellow believers. So go ahead and decide in your heart John Edward, go ahead and decide in your heart that we're not going to have to answer them one word. We don't have to make a defense for ourselves. And, and the Lord swears through the law. And then again in the revelation, you know, that vengeance is mine and I'm going to repay. I've got it. Um, and I think also that the seven letters to the churches, we'd be really wise to keep up with those and particularly the things that Jesus said to him that overcomes, um, which is all of us through the blood. Like, yes, all of those attributes of overcomers that are listed in the seven letters, I think are important for us, but, but that I think all of this, that Travis and I were so rejected in February, maybe, maybe it's just us guys. Maybe we just swung and missed twice that in February we got shooed away. And then in June, we got literally kicked out. You know, maybe we're just on a cold streak right now, but I don't think that's it. And I think just in the way that God has set up Travis and I each, you know, even the name Bard means storyteller. So maybe that's why I talk so much, because my ancestors wouldn't shut their dadgum mouth. I break off the generational... Um, anyways, so... Just the way that, that he and I each just in him have, have been like a, a walking parable that I think the more that this is increased, the more that he's saying first the natural, then the spiritual. This is about to come to my people at large. Um, and I just, I just charge you and, and as I conclude, I'll pray um, just for our complete surrender as sons and daughters of God. Primarily... Um, James even says that the wisdom of God is first pure and then secondly, it's peaceable. And it's in that order strategically. It's got to be pure before God. And so many of the arguments are like, God is a God of peace and not a God of chaos. Like they say, they say these things and it's like, well, what if what you call peace is chaos and what you call chaos is peace? I mean, uh, a lion with an eagle face with six wings and eyes all over it that says the same sentence over and over again for eternity, that sounds a little like chaotic going on. Right at the throne, right at the foot of the throne of the Prince of Peace. So peace, just like joy, is something different than we know. Peace is something different than we know too. So I conclude with saying, for our, I'll pray for our solidification as sons and daughters of God. It's what the whole world's waiting for. It's what the whole church is waiting for. It's what all of our families are waiting for. And then secondly, and very importantly, I'm going to pray for the unity in the church. Um, Jesus prophesied accurately that a house divided would never stand. Um, and that is very apparent in our culture and in our religion. So sorry I'm a little late, but I'll, I'll pray and then that'll be the dismissal. Um.
don't forget to pray for Connor and Megan um, and remember the spans too um, as they're in Virginia, just that this week that they're in Virginia would be powerful. And obviously for, for Sam. Sam was actually a part of that dream too. The um, everything. When I walked in the house, I saw Sam in there and he was in the dream. He was 32 years old. Um, and he was covered in bliss. Just as a 32-year-old man, he was just juiced and so happy. Um, anyways. So yeah, that'll be the dismissal at the end uh, when I just say, Amen. That'll be it. And just, uh, there's, there's just the grace for supplication. You'll just see it in the secret place. If you're like, God, what is on your heart that you would want me to pray for? Oh, He's ready. And that that He's given us a pure heart, therefore we get to see God as we pray. Um, and we will see God after we pray too. So now, let's pray. We just receive You, the chief peacemaker, Jesus. The chief Son of God. The only Son of God. You will be eternally remembered as the peacemaker. And we are all little offshoots of You, just the same way that You're the vine and we're the branches. You are the chief king peacemaker and we're just little offshoots of you making peace everywhere in our realm of influence into our families, the neighborhoods we live in. So Jesus, manifest Yourself through us as peacemaker. Connect us, Lord Jesus, to people that have no peace. And Lord, if the, if the people of God won't receive it, I remember in the parable that it says, well, if they wouldn't come, then you go in the highways and byways and get anyone who will come. Beg them to come. That's what we'll do, Lord. This is all for the church first. You, you taught through Jesus. It's not right to give the bread of the children to the dogs. So Lord, we're going to give the bread, this bread of life, this bread of sonship, this bread of peacemaking, we're going to give it to Your children first. And if a crumb splashes off the table or if they reject it, then we know that the whole world is waiting for this. Everyone, everything has been waiting for this. For the manifestation of the Son of God. And the reason that You were manifested was to destroy the works of the devil. I pray for You to destroy the works of the devil in Wilmore. Lord Jesus, <coughs> particularly the work of the devil of deception. There is nothing as slippery as deception and 99% truth and all of that mess. And we pray for You to confront it, Lord Jesus. Even like it says in Zechariah 3, the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You even said your own name in your rebuke to Satan. Would you do that for us? Would you do that for Travis? Would you do that for Dwelling? Would you do that for Wilmore? And Father, we pray that You would place on us the grace of the fivefold ministry offices. I pray for all of us You would help us to see which of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that we all are. And that God, its primary function would be the edification of believers for us all to come into the full unity of faith. Please, Lord Jesus, please. And we, all of us, individually repent of ways that we have not been in fellowship with other believers. God, would You expose in our hearts ways that we have rejected You and other people and ways we've bad-mouthed Your people, even if they're in error. Who cares? Lord, we're so done. We're so done with all of that bitterness and competition and personal supremacy, and it's all self-righteousness, which all comes from us not really believing the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So You're purging us with the hyssop. You're washing us that we'll be whiter than snow, prepared fully for Your second coming. And we receive Your coming into us, and You're coming through us before the big peekaboo at the end. 
let it be no longer us that live, but Christ that lives in us. Show us what that means. That is such, such an important scripture, but we want to know what that means, God. We want to know what that means on Tuesday morning when we go to work. We want to know what that means when we're doing the dishes and we're tired and our back hurts. Or maybe that's just me. That I want it so bad. We want it so bad to disappear into you, to see everything your way through the pure heart that you give. So God, we lead the way as servant leaders. We lead the way in repenting of unbelief of your love and we repent of not being exceedingly glad with you but our rejection and we repent, especially Lord Jesus, of any way that we have reviled your name, your people, or just been bitter and all of that stuff, Lord. All of the synonyms like that. God, Help us. Help us, please. We can't be humble. We can't make ourselves humble. You gave us an impossible commandment to humble ourselves. We can't make ourselves humble. We come to You and we know, Jesus, that, that we are of those that love Your appearing and, and that uh, You say when, when uh, the Son of Man is lifted up, all people are drawn unto Him. So we lift up the Son of Man and we worship You, Jesus, not just with words. You get my spirit. You get the kiss of my heart. You get all of my focus. You don't just get what I say when I'm in front of other people. You get who I am. God. 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 And some of you, you're going to see these, these woodwinds He's going to give you these instruments. Some people, you'll have the, and I don't even know the technical name for the instruments, but you'll have clarinets and flutes and um, trumpets and saxophones and all of these instruments that require breath. God, you're putting your breath in us to blow into these instruments. And they're going to have such a clear distinction. It's not going to be just jumbled up noise. It's this beautiful song that you're bringing to usher in your son. And it's not the bride walking down the aisle. It's the husband that's walking down the aisle coming to his wife. And we're just going to be sitting there ready for you. So excited. So pure. So focused. So in love. And the whole world will be cheering and clapping or, or maybe crying and hiding. But we'll just be looking at you, man of fire, walking down the aisle. Thank You for walking to us. Thank You for loving us first. This is what love is. Like Forrest Gump, I know what love is. We know what love is. Not because we loved You, but because You loved us first, Lord Jesus. Thank You that You loved all of us first. And I pray this in Your name. Amen.